you might like to turn in your Bible to the book of Galatians and uh, chapter 1. And just taking a little exercise every now and then on the, this particular subject. So, uh, in Galatians, Paul gives his uh, testimony uh, along with uh, in, also in other places. And in this testimony, it becomes easy to see. Paul, verse, chapter 1, verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace, to, to reveal, why did God create Paul? Why did God create you? To save you, to give you life. He died on the cross before you were ever created, for you. Now, but to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So Paul, Paul, what do you say? Well, on the Damascus Road, I was on my way persecuting, killing, imprisoning Christians. That was my assignment. That was my zeal. And I did that, and uh, God met me on that road, and I received him as my savior. Now, over to Acts chapter nine. And in Acts chapter nine, you will note, <coughs> this is the the uh, ex uh, account of Paul being saved on the Damascus Road. Now, when Paul, Paul received the Lord as his Savior, he came to know him, to reveal his son in me. Now, so what happened then? Well, P Paul was a very, very zealous, jealous, a jealous and zealous a Jew. And he practiced a Pharisee as a Pharisee. All of this exercise against anything that would harm or hurt Judaism. Now, when Paul got, he, he was a, the Pharisees prayed, no question. Do they do all these things? Absolutely. But in the account, God makes a particular note about Paul. So when we come to Acts chapter 9, go to verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For, for, behold, he prayeth. Now, did Paul pray? He's a Pharisee. Well, he prayed a lot. But now he prays like he never prayed. What changed? What happened? He prayed. He prayed. So that's what I want to look at, to remind us about prayer. Now what happened? People pray, everyone can pray. Whatever, however, to whoever, to whatever they want to pray for. The stars pray to a, a, pin, a spin prayer wheel, uh, count your beads, do whatever you want. 
You can do any of those things. There's no question about that. But what is it? Paul is now praying what he never did. And God makes a note of it. I want you to know, for the first time in this guy's life, he's able to pray. So what is prayer? Now, so when, over to, over to John, and I'm just going to bumble along through it, and to remind us. So when you, what did Paul do? <clears throat> Paul received the Lord as a Savior. So when you read the Gospel of John, which is the last, back at the 100 AD, there just before, when you read the Gospel of John, you, you are very, very familiar with John chapter 1 and verse 11. He came unto his own, that's the Jewish people, and his, and, and the, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the right, the power, the privilege to become the sons, the children of God, even to them that believe in his name. Now, that's what Paul did. Paul received on the Damascus Road, Acts chapter 9, he received the Lord as a Savior. And when he did, his life changed. His religious life ended, and his spiritual life began, and he prayed. That was the mark. The mark, he prayed. So, having said that, and keeping that in mind, if you would, now when that God, when you receive the Lord as your Savior, uh, then God does some awesome things. And what does he do? He gives you life. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you, John 3 and all that, you should not perish, but have everlasting life. You have passed from death unto life, John 5:24. What is life? It is the uncreated life of God in whose presence we sit, in all of its wonder. When you receive the Lord as your Savior, God gives you a relationship to God. And that relationship is called eternal life. Whose life is it? It is God's life. Hang on to that. God's wonderful, wonderful life. So when we, we aren't walking around, but I'm saved. No, I'm, you're, more, you're more than that, in your, hopefully, in your understanding. You have a wonderful relationship to God, who is your life. Who is your life? Uh, this, in, this is going to fail, this illustration, but at least to get you thinking. You are breathing in all this air, atmosphere. And that's why you're able to sit here and think and be here. Because you're breathing in what? You're breathing in the oxygen, etc. That gives your whole body what? Life. Take the oxygen away and there is no life. There just isn't any. So you want to understand that. God, when, I re when you receive the Lord as your Savior, God comes along in his most wonderful way because he died on the cross for us before we were ever created. That's why we could be created, because otherwise we'd be born dead in sin and have zero uh, future. No, God can let you be born, and had you be born, 
in order because God had made it possible for you to know him. So now eternal life is that re unique relationship to God. And, and so hang on to that. And Paul prayed. He, had, he exercised better his relationship to God. That's what he did. He exercised his relationship that Jesus Christ dying on the cross made possible. So when, John chapter 1 verse 14, you'll remember the Lord Jesus Christ is full of grace and truth, and you slide down to verse 16, and of his, of his fullness, fullness, like a glass full of water full, and of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. So God, what is grace? Grace is the wonderfully, wonderfully giving of God of himself, expecting nothing out of you or me or anybody. It works, our works, our qualifications, grace discounts that, doesn't even use it. Grace is God giving himself. That's how we get saved. God dies that we didn't do, we didn't look for salvation, we didn't be able to understand salvation, uh, we couldn't make it happen. It's all of God. God created us and God died on the cross to save us in, his, in this unique and wonderful way. So now, grace is God giving himself totally. So, so it's everything. So when we're saved by grace, in verse 16, grace in place of grace, little word for, F-O-R, like the waves in the ocean, wave after wave after wave after wave, hour after hour after hour after hour, grace. Wonderful, wonderful grace. And that's what it is. It's God, God giving you what? Eternal life. Therefore, you shall not what? You shall not perish. You shall not perish. Because you have everlasting life. Why do you have everlasting life? Because Jesus Christ is your life. And, and he is going to do what? Provide, provide eternal, uh, that relationship, relationship. He's going to provide the relationship hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. That's what he's going to do. Now, having said that little bit, over if you would please to John chapter 15. And you'll remember from our studies in the morning, uh, in worship, on the upper room, John chapter 15. And John chapter 15, you would need to recall, if you would, uh, in picking up, if I can, uh, in verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. Remember, the upper room, he's giving them the instructions they need to be encouraged. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. I am the vine, verse 5, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So we shared all of those things together wonderfully of late, and in the process, the branch has to abide in the tree in order to flourish. The branch does nothing to flourish. It just abides. It doesn't think about leaves. It doesn't think about fruit. It just abides. And the life sap and all of that wonderful flow from the tree flows through the branch. 
And as long as the branch abides, the life flows. And the branch doesn't care about winter, spring, summer, bugs, or rain, or snow. It doesn't. It just abides. Simply abides. You, you know all this. That's prayer. That's prayer. Hang on. Abiding. If you've got abiding, then you, it's abiding. And it just stays. It's, it's attached. It's, it's resting in a relationship branched to the vine in a most wonderful way. Over, if you would please, over to 1 Thessalonians. And in, we're looking, I just want you to scan God's wonderful word to put all of this afresh in your mind. And 1 Thessalonians, and in chapter 5, you recall of the wonderful things to outwork, what does the believer supposed to do? To enjoy the will of God. And the will of God, verse 16, 5 and 16, Rejoice in the Lord evermore. That's a command. It's in the present tense. You just do it as a way of life. And so what is God's will for my life tomorrow, tonight, or whatever? It's to rejoice in the Lord. And secondly, same thing in verse 17. Pray without ceasing. There's your little word. Paul prayed. He prayeth. And here is the word. Pray without stopping, unceasingly. Abiding, abiding, prayer, relationship. Exercise the relationship, the air, the breathing, the breathing of the air in your lungs, and they send the oxygen all down, and, and you do it, and you do it as a way of life. Just, just keep breathing and breathing. Just keep believing, believing, believing. That's prayer. That's what makes it all happen. Now, hang on. And it's a, it's a abiding, the branch and the vine doesn't move, it stays there. Well, God, what are you saying about prayer? Do it without ceasing. Do it again. Over, if you would please, uh, to Romans in chapter 12. Romans in chapter 12. And picking up in chapter 12, oh, sliding right down in lighter context, verse 12, 12, 12. Rejoice, rejoicing in hope, wonderful expectation, anticipation. Patient, bearing up under the load, enduring in tribulation, hanging in there like we did in Revelation 13. And, and thirdly, in verse 12, continuing instant in prayer. Continuing instant in prayer, just staying instant, enduring, enduring. When do you stop? You don't. You stay strong, firm, fixed, just stay attached. You're going to keep doing it in prayer. Abiding, abiding, abiding. Stay strong in prayer. Abide. Make sure your branch is locked on to the vine and you don't want to get loose and you don't want to get away. You want to stay attached and you're going to exercise the relationship, and you're going to exercise it in a way to, because the Lord said in John 15, without me, you can do nothing. So nothing's going to happen if I don't abide. 
That's all. I can talk to God, I can do everything, but I, I'm not connected. And people can do that, and God hears and wonderfully is gracious and mercy, merciful to the, to the general population of the world. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, continuing in prayer, over to Philippians. That's the same word prayer we're looking at each time, so you don't have to, there's different words for prayer to speak loudly, etc. Philippians in chapter 4, again, in the light of everything, uh, here's the context, and picking up, speaking out to God, and in verse 6, uh, be careful, be careful, don't be divided in your mind and heart, uh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, stop worrying, literally, stop worrying for nothing, don't worry for anything, don't want for anything. But, in contrary, how am I not going to worry? How am I not going to want? How am I not going to be overly concerned? How was that possible? Because, be careful for nothing, and at any moment, the branch keeps abiding and resting at 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, etc. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, everything, what is the solution? By prayer. You're going to keep abiding. You're going to keep abiding. And if you keep abiding, what is the branch worried about? The branch isn't worried about anything. It's the vine that has to survive. Your life, if you're saved, is God, and you're in his presence. And that isn't going anywhere. Nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to change that. So, wow, God, here we are looking. What am I going to do? Stay God-conscious. Stay God-conscious. Pray. Abiding. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, by prayer and supplication, so if things get particular and you can't just say, trust God, God answers and does whatever is needed, but if something's heavy on your heart or something, or you can't get it, get, leave it with God with thanksgiving, you, you supplicate, you get down and say, God, listen, I've got to get this off my back and into your hands. I don't want to play tennis with you back and forth with my problem. I don't want to do that. God, I want to be able to give it to you and thank you, which is the prayer of thanksgiving. And therefore, therefore, in verse 6, with thanksgiving, supplication, and with thanksgiving, there it is, with thanksgiving, supplication, with thanksgiving, always with thanksgiving, because God's always being what? Gracious. Did God change? God, you're in his presence. And if you're saved, you're in him and he's in you. But you, you can't get closer for real. Spiritual life, not physical. Physical, spiritual. And we're there, just the way it is. Wow. So God, looking to you, we're going to do what? With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And as you're going to trust God, abiding in prayer, and if anything gets too heavy you, you, and you can't get rid of it, then you get down and say, God, God, help me deposit this. First, Second Timothy. Help me deposit this into your hands onto the cross so that I don't, don't do it. It's knocking me out, knocking me down. 
I got to get rid of it, and that's what you have to do. Sometimes groups have to do it. Sometimes countries bend, bend. They cry like, uh, anyway, like in Nineveh or something. Now, so here we are going, and the peace of God, verse seven, the peace of God which passes all understanding. That means you aren't gonna. You're in the middle of the ocean with your little little rowboat, and there's no way for you to grasp the immensity of the water in which you are in, no matter how many hundred miles you go. There's the same water. You're in it, in God's wonderful presence. It's beyond comprehension. You just be in it. And we're in God, we're in the atmosphere of air, and we're in your presence now. And therefore, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you're going to be able to go and uh, stay steady and strong and uh, look to God. Uh, and and well, you don't have a lot of answers. We can't do all of this, but a little bit. You're, what you're doing, you're, you're trusting God, you're abiding. And God's what? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, is abiding, guarding your heart. So what's the, the, here comes the great big hawk, and the, here comes the big, uh, not a hawk, but here comes the big windstorm, and the windstorm's coming, and the windstorm comes, but the branch is resting at peace, peace, looking to the, branch, the tr tree, tree's been there like the great sequoias in California. Here's this tree, 3,000 years old or something, wow. And the branch just stays there, because it's at peace. What, what, where's the peace coming from? From the tree. And the tree, can you understand the tree? No, we're just a little branch. But the massiveness of the tree provides the security, the surety, the certainty, provides it. Wow, now, so having said that, therefore the peace of God, which passes all understanding, so now, over in the light of that, uh, if, if in the light of that, uh, in uh, uh, John, uh, oh, back over to John. Uh, well, let's see for time's sake. Uh, go with me over to uh, Romans. And remember, in the Gospel of John and that, we're to be believers, are to be abiding and asking and relating to God uh, in, for his wonderful will to be outworked in a wonderful way. So here's John in chapter 8. And when you come to know the Lord, that's a wonderful thing, and you receive the Lord as your Savior. Now, now what happens at start... Thirty seconds, give it that much time <laughs> after you get saved. What is God doing? Well, when you receive the Lord as your Savior, you're going to be saved because the Spirit of God, you aren't receiving the resurrected body of Jesus Christ that's seated at the right hand of God. God the Son in the Lord Jesus Christ is God. He's making it all possible. For God, in his fullness, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, to do, to bring this relationship to God to pass. So we receive the Lord as our Savior, and the Spirit of God is to make the full benefit, give us the full benefit 
of Christ dying on the cross and rising again, which is to have eternal life, a relationship to God. And the Spirit of God is going to go, and his ministry is to exalt and honor our Lord Jesus Christ. And without turning there in John 15 and that, uh, it's, it's 14 and 15, etc., 16. And out, well, turning there, that's a good spirit of God's ministry, is to exalt, honor, and outwork whose life? The life of the Lord Jesus. Not yours, not my, I don't have any, neither do you. It isn't that. God's going to outwork his life in a most awesome way. And the spirit of God's ministry is to do that. Now hang on to the, if you would, and uh, in the process, uh, you will know, please, in Romans 8, picking up, if I can, uh, in verse uh, 14 for a little context, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you've received, John 1, 12, you've received the spirit of adoption to be placed as full sons, adoption, sons, and then the verb to be placed, to be placed as full sons, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So when you receive the Lord as your Savior, when Paul did, when you did, if you're saved, when you receive the Lord as your Savior, the Spirit of God's wonderful ministry was to give you the benefits of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and to give you all those benefits, so, and one of which is eternal life. And out of eternal life comes everything. Obviously, the whole ball of wax, the whole everything. So now, having said that, in the light of that, the, so the Spirit of God is going to say, it's in the present tense, the Spirit of God is crying, Abba, uh, Father, Abba, Father, Greek and Hebrew, Abba, Father, Father. Uh, he does that. It's in the present tense. Father, 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 Father. So the first thing that you're going to get if you, if you get saved, and, and you're saved in, uh, in depending on the situation and everything, you're going to understand, uh, not too distant future, that God, you're really saved. You're really saved. And when you receive the Lord as your Savior, you thank Him for it. And God gives assurance. And the assurance, my dear friends, is what? God is going to keep saying to you, Father. Why? Because Jesus Christ has made it possible for you, without turning there, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy, or girl cometh unto the Father but by me. God, what did you do on the cross? I made it possible for you to know God in his wonderment, in his, as the Father, and all that comes with the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, ha, ha, got that a little bit. And you have that when you, when you get saved, and the Spirit of God is saying that. So now, having said that, uh, so the Spirit of God is going to keep saying, and, and uh, I'm, I'm taking extra time, but go over with me to Galatians. And by the way, what you read in verse 15, it's, you'll notice, verse 8, 15, you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we, we, us believers, are saying, Father. Now over just to 
lock it in. Galatians. And in chapter 4, and you will recall in Galatians chapter 4, picking up if I can in verse 4. Galatians 4, 4. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. What for? To redeem them that were under the law. That purpose we might receive the spirit, a spirit received the adoption of sons, so that we could become full blossom sons, and a branch attached to the tree and properly labeled apples, apple, apple branches, apple tree. Verse, verse six. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of His Son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father, present tense. So what's he doing? Where did you learn to say Father? Because he says it on an ongoing basis. He's saying it all the time. Father, Father, Father. Relationship. Father, 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 Father. Relationship. Relationship. To whom? To God the Father. He's my Father. He's the believer's Father. Father, what are we doing? We're entering into prayer. We're praying. That's prayer. I got to hang on. I want to get somewhere, but I know I'm not going to get there. I know that. Now, in the light of that, so God, you got to help us. So, so the Spirit of God is continually communicating. A relationship to God in the light of Christ's death on the cross to be your father. And you want to understand God is our father. Remember in Matthew 6 and all of that, your heavenly father knoweth what have need of before you ask him. So you don't have to, go, your father knows. Now hang on to the, for an illustration for good or bad. Okay, now when you were little, when you were little, and uh, in the pro when, uh, for a little person, and a little person uh, needs the care and supervision, and guidance of its of his his or her parents, or so whatever. They need that on an ongoing basis, and they need that. So the and the little 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 child growing up uh, doesn't know everything. It doesn't care about politics. It doesn't care about war. Doesn't even understand about, is there enough food in the refrigerator? It doesn't understand any of these things. But it just bumps along. And, 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 and that's how you grew up, isn't it? Most of you? Didn't you grow up that way? That's how you grew up. And, and, and uh, when you're thinking about it, now God, when you get saved, what does God do? You know, without going there, Matthew 18 and all that, except you become as little children. Little children. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven. You have to understand, I'm the father. You're the children, sons. Now, now, now God, I gotta, so I want to get it, a little. So here I am, praying, a relationship, vine in the branch, and looking to God, here I am, here I am. Now God, I'm the little kid. I am the little kid. I understand. Being that, I can think like that. A little kid. And he needs to be kept 
observing and helping. He doesn't understand a thousand things, but the, doesn't have to. And as he needs to understand them, the parents are there or someone's there to help them work through it. And the little, little the child is growing up and growing up, but the, having supervision. Supervision, God. That's what you're doing. That's right. That's what God's doing. That's prayer. A relationship to the Spirit of God. And it's his job to bring forth the wonderful life of Jesus Christ in you, like that parent. And you're in his presence. You're always in his presence. That's why we pray without ceasing. So we understand that relationship, and we're looking. That's why we practice the presence of God. We look to God for what? We're in his presence. God help me. And we don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to cross the street tonight. Uh, God knows. God knows that. that. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know what to do with it, but whatever. Who knows if, if Jeanette will find some food tomorrow? I don't know. But maybe. Maybe not. But God knows. And we let him care for us. You understand? We do everything as best common sense has, with your best understanding, your best ability, and you're doing what? Trusting God all the while. All the while abiding, all the while resting in his wonderful person and presence. That's prayer. And that's what believers need to learn to do. I'm afraid most people, that doesn't mean God, God hears and God understands. There's no question our, our humanity and our humanness. I'm just trying to help you as in a body of believers why we do certain things and how we do them. And if you don't understand prayer and you don't understand what we're supposed to be doing, then you could be all over the place depending on who you're trying to mimic or follow or whatever you got in your head to happen. And you don't want to do that. You want to know a line up with God. Otherwise, it's no, you're no better off than the Saul of Tarsus before he got saved. You know, prayers and everything, but you don't have anything. So now, in the light of that little bit, keeping that in mind, so God, you're going to do that. Over in chapter 6, over in Ephesians, you aren't far away. And you will notice, in the light of the warfare, chapter 6 of Ephesians, and then you slide down, slide your eye along to verse 18, when it brings it all together. How are we going to put on the whole armor of God? How are we going to go against the wild of the devils? How are we going to fight the darkness and powers of evil? The armor. Ah. Verse 18. Here's our verb and noun. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We're in the body, looking to work it out, and what are we doing? How are we going to fight the enemy? We don't have weapons, we don't have a cannon or something. No, no that, it's a different kind of enemy, a spiritual enemy, and only God can help us. Now God, uh, I, you get dressed and put on whatever. Uh, here's the shield of faith and all these things. 
Now, God, what are you going to do? I don't have, no. If you look to me, I am to you a helmet of salvation. I am a righteousness. I am everything you need. I am. So stay abiding. Be praying. That's what it says. Praying always with all prayer. So what? You can win. Otherwise you lose. The minute the branch comes off the tree, there's no assurance. In the windstorm or the fire or whatever it is, there's no assurance. It's only locked in when it stays abiding, when it's praying, when it's exercising. It's the relationship. Abba, Father, Father, Father. I got it. That's what he's saying. That's an ongoing, daily, moment-by-moment experience. I have a Heavenly Father who never departs, never departs, never leaves. You're always in his presence, and he's always in yours. All of it is centered in the person of Jesus Christ. So, therefore, God, in the light of praying and doing all of those things, over to Acts and chapter 2. In Acts and chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, you would recall... Oh, in Acts chapter 2, picking up uh, in the light of that, uh, oh, verse 40, uh, well, no, uh, go to verse 32. Acts chapter 2, and in verse 31, 31 and 32. And seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul, chapter 2, verse 31, that his soul was not left in hell, neither he, his flesh to see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. We are his witnesses, bearing witness to his wonderful person. How can you bear witness? How does a branch, how does the apple branch bear witness to the apple tree? By abiding and having the leaves and the fruit and you know the branch is connected to the apple tree because there's, which is, where's the apple tree? It's connected to the branch. You don't have any question. There it is. Wow. Now God, we're his witnesses. Now in the light of that, uh, chapter 2 and verse 42. And they continued, this is on the day of Pentecost, they get saved. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And, uh, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayer, prayers. That's what they did. They, they, they were exercising a relationship they never had. God gave it to them. You don't find them praying. You don't find them praying before the cross. They're with them all the time. But you never hear them. They're out there. And, and the, they, they, they said to the Lord, Peter, James, and John said, Listen, Lord, we're going over and have a prayer time by this tree. Remember reading that? No, you don't. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't need to pray. They were in his presence all the time. He was taking care of them all the time from everything. That's what he did. That's the same as the Lord did 40 years for Israel in the wilderness. He just plain, they didn't deserve one drop of it. He just took care of them as, she, as a shepherd, the sheep. 
That's what he did. So God, what do you say? Well, in the, God is going to go and, and take care of him. I, I'm trying to help you understand. That's what God helps us to grow, to get where we're going, to think, to understand, to urge us and prod us and encourage us, enlighten us with his word, etc. Over to chapter 4. And in verse 31. And now remember the disciples and the persecution. Verse 31. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that sign and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Verse 30. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, prayed, issue a little word, the place was shaken uh, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That's how they, how can they pray? You can't have that without that. Uh, and they, they, and that means if you're going to talk to, you're, I'm, not even going to, I'm not going to use the word prayer. How can you be abiding without abide? Either you're abiding or you're not. That's all. Either you're sitting in the pew and letting it hold you or you're not. And you're resting. Now, God, so here they are, and they're praying. They're filled with the Holy Ghost, verse 31. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And thus, the result, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. And neither said any of them that, that, uh, that ought of the thing, a thing which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. Uh, what happened? It gave him a unique, overwhelming, uh, overrunning, over, overriding their needs, their problems, their feelings, their fears, their faults. It overrode. What did? They were in the presence of God who was taking care of them. Now, how can you beat that? And that's what they did. So if you were sitting in the assembly, in any of them, any of them, apart from Corinth sometime, if you were sitting in them, that's what you would find. That's what you're going to find. An awesome, everything is, we're in, the, we're in the presence of God, right? Just as real then, now as it was then. And here we are, God. To what measure you're all doing that? Hmm. To what measure are you all doing that? And if we were all doing it, this whole mood would be different. <laughs> well, trying to get there. Trying to get you to see what it is. And you can't have it for nothing. It costs you. It's an awesome thing God does. And he does it. He loves doing it. I told you that a thousand times. God loves being God. He loves taking care of you. We don't let him take care of us. We don't let him take care of Oh, God, I, I'll take I'm an adult, and I'll let you know when I need something, like in Laodicea. Now, Acts chapter 4, verse 33 and with great power gave the apostles witness witness of the resurrection and of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. God, what did they do? They had an awesome relationship. I think of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses, etc., his witnesses. What were they doing? They were being his witnesses of his what? Of his life. And it was great power, great dynamic, great dynamo, dynam dynamite, dynamic, wow. And great grace. 
because that's what grace is. That's what it's all about. That's what we're doing here. Learning to, to, so that we can think all the same, line up with God. We can amen. That's what we're trying to do. We aren't trying to get 85 different views of something. I want to know what it says. I want to know how to do it. Otherwise, we're in 85 different, not you guys, but people are all over the place trying to talk to God, think about God, prayer request. You lose it. And you'll never have it. And, and I'm going to get there. I have to quit, but I'm gonna, I haven't finished. Maybe I have finished. <laughs> God knows. <laughs>